0: Welcome. Happy New Year, everybody. You are listening live to your favorite health and wellness weekly radio show, Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. We are back. This is our first show for the new year for 2022 so I hope you all had a wonderful holiday season I had a very enjoyable one myself and now I am you know we had a couple weeks off from the show and I hope y'all missed us but even if you did even if you didn't we're back now so hey so we're gonna give a good morning good morning good morning to Atlanta to Las Vegas Nevada and all parts or points in between and beyond so before i get into our usual i have to tell you today is a very very special day for me because it is my mommyversary so uh, you all have met my daughter spencer she did a show with us back in august uh, and today is her birthday so happy birthday to my spencer girl She's in school, and so she's not going to hear any of this, but this morning, she was just like, Mommy, make sure you say happy birthday to me on the radio. So, you know, this is what we do. So, I say it's my anniversary because this is the, not only is it her birthday, it is my birthday as a mom. So, you know, I usually get myself a little anniversary gift. I don't know what I'm going to do for this year, but whatever. So, if you... Uh, are a parent you have a mommyversary and a daddyversary too so just a little extra something special to celebrate which is great all righty so as we usually do our shout outs shout out to my number one fan hello mom i hope you are having a fantabulous uh, thursday morning i was gonna say monday morning going back or going forward in time thursday morning shout out to family in norfolk virginia Virginia Beach, Virginia, Houston, Texas, Fort Campbell, Kentucky, Charlotte, North Carolina, Ladson, South Carolina, Macon, Georgia, Pensacola, Florida, Center, Alabama, Chesapeake, Virginia, Seattle, Washington, Washington, D.C., Centerville, Virginia, Columbia, South Carolina, Phoenix, Arizona, San Antonio, Texas, Fayetteville, North Carolina, Opelika, Alabama, Lusby, Maryland, Newport News, Virginia, Temecula, California, Cedar Bluff, Alabama, College Park, Georgia, Hobbs, New Mexico, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, Oxford, North Carolina, Woodbridge, Virginia, Gadsden, Alabama, Hampton, Virginia, Columbus, Georgia, Memphis, Tennessee, fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, Baltimore, Maryland, Belize, City, Belize, and Greenwood, Mississippi. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for being a part of the Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa family. And as always, wherever you are listening from, If you go to our Facebook page, Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa, and tell me where you are listening from, I will shout you out. We are streaming live on our Facebook page now, and so I'm going to say, hey, Linda, how are you this morning? I hope you're well, and thank you so much for tuning in. So, as I said, you can listen to us live. We broadcast live from our studios here in Atlanta at WWWE Real 1100 AM studio. I also broadcast out of our 22.3 Takeover Vegas radio studio, which is in Las Vegas. You can stream this show on www.real1100.com. Uh, you can listen to it on Tune In Radio uh, 22.3 Takeover Vegas. Uh, Radio that uh, the show airs in Las Vegas on Sundays at 9 a.m. Pacific time, 12 noon uh, Eastern Standard Time, and of course, we are here every Thursday at 11 a.m. in our studios here in Atlanta. Uh, You can also watch this show on our Facebook page, Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. It is streaming as we speak. Uh, you can catch our rebroadcast. So if you are a part of our Facebook family, you can watch the rebroadcast of the show whenever you like. If you happen to not be able to catch us while we're live, Find us on YouTube, Medical Minutes with Dr. So We'll have um, giveaways and um, things to post. I have something that I want to share with you all, um, and I will share that there uh, today as well. We are a proud part of the Old Fashioned Health Network and the 22.3 Takeover Vegas Radio Families. Um, that was a part of our blessing that we extended or expanded into uh, into the Las Vegas market last year and so I am looking forward to what expansion 2022 will bring to our little radio show here that will be awesome please follow us on social media on Facebook we are Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa on Instagram at Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa and on Twitter at Minutes Doctor we are now are building our Facebook following which is just a blessing and just wonderful so I always tell people, tell someone that you know, tell someone that you don't know, tell someone that you like, tell someone that you don't like, doesn't matter. Tell anybody, tell everybody about our show, because the more listeners that we have, the more outreach that we can have. Um, and that really is, has, is my goal and has been uh, from the beginning. So as always, uh, as I've told you all before, your favorite health and wellness show this one has been nominated for some awards and so we will be participating in the third annual radio award sponsored and presented by 22.3 takeover vegas radio we are nominated for favorite talk show people's choice award radio personality of the year the lit award best new radio personality the teen spirit award sexiest radio voice i still don't know about that one but whatever i'll take it and favorite variety show You can help me win one or all of these awards by texting Carissa, C-A-R-I-S-A, to 702-872-1080. You can vote as many times as you want to by text. And the awards will be uh, announced in late March, early April. The ceremony is in April. Um, So I will be going out to Las Vegas to participate in that. All righty. We are going to take a brief break. And when we come back, we'll do our COVID update because I have a lot of of things to share with you all about the new things that are happening in COVID world, our world. Um, And so, you know, because you take a couple weeks off and like everything happens. I was like, oh, my God, so much to share. But at any rate, we'll be back after a brief break. This is Dr. Carissa Hines. You are listening to Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. We'll be right back.
1: Just for Pets Wellness Center reminds old-fashioned health listeners and pet owners to never leave pets unattended inside a parked vehicle, not even for a quick errand. Temperatures can rise to dangerous levels fast. Visit our website for more information at www.just4petsfl.vet or give us a call at 239-270-5721.
0: Hi there, healthy people. Do you have a healthy product or service? If you are a certified medical professional, fitness trainer, author, or chef, Old Fashioned Health would love to promote your services or product on the Old Fashioned Health radio show. Please reach out to us. Call 404-793-3960 or email us at oldfashionedhealth@gmail.com. at gmail.com. You can also contact us at oldfashionedhealth.com. Old Fashioned Health, good health inside and out. Welcome back, welcome back if you are just tuning in you are listening live to Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa your favorite health and wellness radio show. I am your host Dr. Carissa welcome back and welcome into this new year. This is our first show of 2022. Uh, as as I have said earlier, and so um, let's do our COVID update. And so you know, I usually do that as a part of our opening segment, but there is so much new information to share that I decided to you know take a break and then have have some time to to cover that. So we've got lots to cover. So let's get at it, right? Um, and like I said, you take a couple weeks off, you know, to enjoy a holiday, and it's like everything happens. My goodness. So anyway. As we always do with COVID, you know, let's talk about the numbers. Um, worldwide, we are at 294 million cases um, that have resulted in an unfortunate uh, 5.5 million deaths around the world. Um, around the world, nine billion with a B vaccine doses have been administered, which is great. Um, here in the United States, 55 million cases resulting in an unfortunate 821,000 deaths. Uh, And here in the United States, 485,000 vaccine doses have been administered. And we are now at 78.5% of eligible persons in the United States have received at least one dose of vaccine. So that doesn't put us at our herd immunity Um, But I'm encouraged because that number had been at like 67% for a long time. And so now it seems that it is bumping up and more people are are getting vaccinated, which is great. So, first of all, there's been a new recommendation from the CDC um, about uh, if you are COVID positive, your quarantine period. And um, as I understand it, it has been um, a source of some confusion for people, So here's what it is. Um, what the CDC is recommending now. So before it was, if you were COVID positive, you were asked to quarantine for 10 days um, and then have negative testing. And then you could go back to, to work or, or school or, or whatever. Um, and now that, um, that quarantine period has been cut to five days. Um, and then of course, having a negative test after that. Um, you know, and then you can, if it is negative, um, then you can um, go back into, go back into your, your routine um, and, and around people and such. And, you know, when I heard this, um, you know, I had a little bit of um, consternation about it, I'll be honest. Um, and I don't agree little me, I don't agree with the five-day period, and I'm going to share with you why. Um, it's an issue for me, or in my humble opinion, it's an issue of compliance. So I'm going to ask you, and you all don't have to admit this to me, um, because I already know, how many of you have leftover, quote-unquote, leftover uh, antibiotics, in your medicine cabinets or or wherever you keep your medicines. A lot of people do, right? So I'm going to let you in on a little secret. We do not prescribe antibiotics so that you have a little left over. The anticipation, the goal, the instruction is that you will take all of the medicine as we have prescribed. But what happens? So you feel bad, you go to the doctor, you get this antibiotic and you take a couple doses of it and you start to feel better and you stop. A lot of people do that. We know this, right? And so in that same vein, I feel that if we tell people that after five days in a negative test, you can go back out, what's gonna happen? Maybe after three days, people are gonna be back out. So if you keep it at 10 days, maybe we can get five. And I know it's hard. 10 days, you know, in the house, you know, we've all been through that when we did our lockdown and had to stay in our bubbles, right? And it was rough. Just, you know, not even going to pull any punches with you about that. It, it was hard for all of us to do. Of course, I got to go out of my bubble because I still had to go to work. But, but you know, I, I can appreciate how hard it it is to just stay Um, just in the house and and so on and so forth. But, um, you know, I think that we will have people, you know, if we shorten the time, I think we will have people shortening it even further um, and going out before they are cleared um, of the virus. Just my personal opinion, just want to give you all my little two cents, but anyway. This Omicron variant, so in one of our shows, I guess early December of last year, um, we talked about the Omicron variant because it was brand new. It was the new kid on the block at that point in time, discovered in South Africa. And the first case was in California. And within a week, it was in, in several states. And now here we are a little over a month And Omicron has now been detected in all 50 states and most of the territories of the U.S., um, in addition to many countries around the world. Now, this new variant appears to spread more quickly because we are seeing um, an increase in the number of new cases that we're having every day here in this country, that it's surpassing um, even what we had at the beginning of Delta variant. Um, and so it appears to be spreading more quickly um, than previous variants, but so far, what we are seeing is that it is not um, responsible for more severe infections. So, you know, people are getting it and they are feeling sick, um, but they don't appear to be dying, which is great, right? Because we can be sick and recover. You know, death you can't recover from, that's kind of permanent, right? But I will say, even though the Omicron variant appears to be um, less severe in, in its devastation, um, I'm going to give you all a word of caution. Please continue to take it seriously because there are still people being hospitalized. And as a matter of fact, hospitalizations are going up many hospitals are reporting that they are near capacity levels um, as a result of the Omicron variant. We are seeing it by far, but not exclusively, in the unvaccinated population. Now, there have been breakthrough cases, and what a breakthrough case is, is someone who has been vaccinated, fully vaccinated, um, against uh, coronavirus, against COVID nineteen, and then with this new variant Omicron, still gets infected and still gets symptomatic. We are seeing that, um, but again, you know, people are not being as severely affected um, as as they have been. And what the studies are showing so far is that if you have had your booster, so your third dose uh, of the vaccine, you are being given more protection against um, against the, the Omicron variant. There has been talk about the possibility of a fourth booster. Uh, personally, I think that that probably is going to come because as we have more and more of these variants appearing, um, you know, the vaccine may or may not um, have the staying power to keep up with all of these variants. So, you know, that's just being, that's just conversation that, you know, I'm reading things about that, um, that that's happening. And and so, you know, just kind of waiting to hear um, about that. There is a new variant. IHU. I I don't know what those letters stand for, but it has been um, recently discovered in southeastern France. Um, So far, just a total of 12 cases. And so this is not what the CDC would call a variant of concern yet. Um, because only 12 people so far have been found to have this variant, but we'll have to wait and see. And of course, we will follow along with that. And I will let you all know um, once we have news about this, this particular variant, Um, because, you know, there are several variants in play all at once. So at any given time, since the first couple variants have appeared, there have been three or four variants that are floating around and infecting uh, infecting people um, but of course the one that is causing the most devastation either in number of cases, um, severity of, of cases and of course deaths um, those are the ones that become the the dominant variant and so that is the one that we are most concerned about and the one that you hear about in the news. Um, so Delta was the Delta was the um, dominant variant a while ago right and now omicron seems to be um, the new king so so this is something you know to be aware of but this has been happening um, and and will continue uh, to happen so in a uh, update about your vaccines so Pfizer and the Pfizer Biontech vaccine booster has now been approved for age groups 12 through 15 years so you know back last month they approved it for 16 and up and so now we have our our 12 Uh, 12 to 15-year-olds are now approved to get their booster. So if you have children uh, in that age group, get them signed up. Call your your family doctor, your pediatrician, um, your local uh, community health department to find out where you can get the children uh, vaccinated. Uh, Because, you know, since we are back from the holidays, we are seeing, um, you know, some outbreaks happening already uh, in school and over in overabundance of caution I guess you would say um, that some uh, school systems are starting the school semester out virtually so we're back to that right after after having um, a somewhat successful fall semester when we were all in person so some, you know, some school systems are, are taking the first couple of weeks of this new semester um, to do virtually, and that is causing all of the kinks and headaches that it caused before, particularly if you are a working parent uh, and, you know, you don't have someone that can stay at home with the kids. And, you know, so that, that, you know, creates a crunch for you, right, because you're having to make a choice. Do I go to work or do I go, do I stay at home, um, you know, with these kids? So, you know, so of course, you know, not keeping up with our masking and vaccine, um, you know, vaccinations, you know, this is kind of where we are once again. And, you know, I'm I'm somewhat disappointed that that we are potentially back in this spot again. Um, So get your vaccination, get your booster, um, get your booster shot so around the world when we talk about um, COVID and the vaccine so uh, the country of Italy and if we can remember back way back to 2020 Italy was devastated uh, with the number of COVID infections and COVID deaths um, that it really overran their health care system um, and they were the first uh, in the world that we saw that was having you know Difficulties with finding places to put the dead bodies because there were so many and so quickly, um, you know that they were accumulating. So they have, as a country, made vaccination mandatory for anyone over the age of fifty. So that's an that's an interesting. Uh, interesting concept. And y'all can tell me what you think about that if you want to drop that on the Facebook page. France. So the government in France has taken uh, its first steps to narrow options for the unvaccinated in terms of what they can do in public. So what is proposed, um, there is a a vaccine pass that is now proposed that would take the place of the current health pass that they have in place. So let me tell you about this health pass. So what it required um, in order to go out to bars and sports venues um, and other, you know, restaurants, that kind of thing, um, even to use the public transit, uh, you had to either show proof of vaccination, um, proof of a recent negative test, or proof of recent recovery uh, from infection before you would be allowed entry and access um, to these venues, right? Um, so like I said, restaurant, bars, sports venues, even public transportation. And so if you can imagine, you know, I've been to Paris and that public transportation system is very extensive, um, you know, between bus, train, um and, and boat in, in some cases and a lot of people depend upon that and so you know not being able to use that in, and you still have to go to work um, you know could be problematic so what the new legislation is they are cutting out the um, the negative test or proof of recent infection and recovery um, piece and they are they want to go strictly to, Proof of vaccination and that is the only thing that they will um, accept to allow people to have access to um, sports bar you know bars sports venues so on and so forth and so it has passed um, the first hurdle um, and has been approved um, but of course their so their governing body has approved it but now it has to go to Parliament and then we'll see where it goes from there and it may bounce back and forth and be modified. So you know of course we will we will follow along and let you know what develops of that. And I share this because one we do have listeners all around the world, thankfully um, but also what happens in these other countries kind of, Forms what happens in other countries as well, right? So it's kind of like a, a monkey see, monkey do kind of kind of situation. So, um, you know, once we see what happens with Italy, what happens with France, um, you know, Germany has, has a thing going on um, as well, where they are trying to pass similar uh, legislation. And there have been, you know, great protests with that. So You know, countries are watching what other countries are doing um, and, you know, hopefully borrowing from the things that work and leaving behind the things that don't. So, you know, so that's why this is of interest to me and why I'm sharing it with you. Uh, In China, uh, the city of Xi'an, which is located in the province of Shanxi, has been under strict lockdown since December 23rd due to increasing coronavirus infections. And so, you know, of course, this has has gone on um, before with the city of Wuhan, where they, you know, locked that region, that city and region down um, back in 2020 in an attempt to to curb their uh, coronavirus infections. And, you know, doing it the way they did was very, very severe, very, very harsh, very strict. But it worked. Something to be said about that. Um, In terms of new developments, so of course, you know, we've talked about uh, the monoclonal antibody treatment um, for COVID infection. There is a new drug, an actual pill that is on the market called Paxlovid, P-A-X-L-O-V-I-D. And that is an over-the-counter it's not over-the-counter sorry it's prescription medication so it's three pills that you take twice a day for five days and you can treat um you know your coronavirus infection at the house So, again, trying to keep people out of the hospital um, so that way we can preserve um, those resources for those who are more critically ill and more severely sick. And then, you know, preserve them non coronavirus stuff, too. Right. You know, because heart attacks are still happening, strokes are happening, uh, so on and so forth. And, you know, people need those beds um, as well. So that is a a new treatment that has uh, been approved uh, and available, approved last month, I believe, and is available now. Um, So if you are in the early days, like as soon as you have symptoms, get tested. If you test positive, if you're within a few days um, of the onset of your symptoms, you are eligible for paclovid and, you know, hopefully will help you and will work for you. All righty. So now everybody's caught up, right? Very good. Alrighty. So we're going to take a break. Before we go, this segment was brought to you by Freeman Moore Medical Consultants, your premier disability consultants. If you are applying for disability, have been denied for disability, um, they are ready, willing and able to assist you um, with your first application or your appeal. And you can find them on the web at www.freemanmooremedical.com. We're going to take a brief break, and when we come back, we'll talk about uh, self-care and how we do it, what it is, what it isn't, and, and go on from there. You are listening to Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. I am your host, Dr. Carissa, and we will be right back.
1: This is fashion designer Edmund Newton. I'd like to tell you about nmask.com. nmask.com is my only source for non-surgical cloth masks. I've teamed up with nmask.com to create and design a collection of limited edition masks. These masks are washable, reusable, breathable, and most importantly, fashionable. Shop online now at nmask.com. That's E-N-M-A-S-K-S.com for quality masks made in America. Why choose Just for Pets Wellness Center? compassionate pet care services featuring an experienced veterinary team to superior customer service in a caring and friendly environment. We offer individual attention and tailored treatment for each pet. Visit our website for more information at wwwjustthenumber 4 Petsfl.vet or give us a call at 239-270-5721.
0: Take that, take that, that bell spread. Self-care I'm treating me right Yeah
1: Yeah We're gonna be alright We're gonna be alright I switched the time But what do I know Spending nights, hitchhiking.
0: Welcome back. Welcome back. If you are just tuning in, you are listening live to Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa, your favorite health and wellness radio show. I am your host, Dr. Carissa. And again, we have been talking about we just finished uh, with our COVID update, kind of giving bullet points of the last couple of weeks in COVID. And uh, so now we're going to start talking about our, the actual topic of our show um, today. And we're talking about self-care, self-care 101, right? So get your pens and papers out. Class is in session, I guess, right? So here we go. New year, new you, that is what we say, right? And we all say this in one form or fashion There, you know, we're going 2020, whatever is going to, whatever the year is, this year is going to be my year. I'm going to get my stuff together. New year, new me, all of that, which is great. I love it. I love to hear it. We say that all the time and especially at the beginning of the year. And I think that it represents a hope for positive changes. Um, and good things to come for us you know I think that that is one of the great things about human beings is that we uh, collectively um, express such optimism for the future Um, and I think that that is a good mindset to have but don't be so quick to throw out the old you right? Because there are still some good parts there. You know, we all um, are works in progress, and we all can benefit from improvement. Um, But we're not all bad. And so that is that's my one challenge to new year, new you, you don't have to be completely new, because some of the old parts were pretty cool. And so with that in mind, I decided to dedicate the shows for the month of January um, to self-care. So this conversation, you know, will not just end today, we will continue it um, in the next few weeks because it's a big topic and I think it's a very, very important topic. And if you're going to have a new year and new you, then you need to learn and know how to take care of the old you and the new parts of you, right? So, We are going to address, not just today, but over the next couple shows, self-care, what it is, what it isn't, how to do it, and why it matters, right? So, you know, because we have to take first things first, you know, if we're going to have this new year, new you, we have to start with ourselves. So... Self-care, self-improvement, actually, is the number one resolution that people make in one form or another. So um, in a survey, recent survey, 23% of people said they wanted to um, dedicate their resolutions to living healthier. 20% said they wanted to lose weight. 7% said they wanted to start or improve an exercise regimen. Uh, 5% said they wanted to stop smoking, and 2% said that they wanted to stop drinking. Um, so those were the, the resolutions that were most commonly made in the self-care arena. So what is self-care, right? Because we hear there's a lot, a lot of verbiage around um, self-care and self-improvement and self-help and all of that things. And And actually, it is a huge market um, and is expected to make about $13 billion this year. This year. So I don't know what it has done in, in years past, but $13 billion is is most certainly nothing to sneeze at. So what is it? What is self-care? Because I think a lot of people um, have an idea of what it is. And I will be honest, in my journey in educating myself about self-care, I have learned quite a bit because my self-care thing used to be um, getting my nails done. So I would get my mani-pedi and that was my self-care. And it's so much more than that, right? Um, and, And I have learned that and want to share with you all what I have learned. Um, in regards to that. So self-care actually has a whole definition. So the World Health Organization defines self-care as, quote, the practice of individuals looking after their own health, using their knowledge and information available, using the knowledge and information that is available to them. Um, and so, you know, there are some some operative phrases in that. Right. When we talk about um, knowledge and information. Because if you don't have information, you can't have knowledge. And then we talk about being available to them. Well, access is a huge issue in a lot of, in a lot of arenas, right? So self-care is a conscious act of promoting your own physical, mental, and emotional health. It is Quote, A multi-dimensional, multifaceted process of purposeful engagement in strategies that promote healthy functioning and enhance well-being. I love that. Love that sentence because it is so. It encapsulates all of what what self-care really is and really makes it into the complex thing that it really truly is, right? Because it is more than just getting massages and getting your nails done and having girls' days out or guys' nights out or whatever. Although all of those things are good things um, and can contribute to a healthy self-care regimen. Um, But when we talk about being well physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually then we really start to elevate the conversation about how we really truly make ourselves into our best selves right so as it pertains to health self-care includes but is not limited to making healthy lifestyle choices and we all know that change is hard. And I'm going to talk a little bit, uh, a little bit later about resolutions, um, avoiding unhealthy lifestyle habits. So you know the smoking, heavy drinking, um, you know, drugs if, if that is your thing. You know, avoiding those things. Again, hard habits to break. Making responsible use of prescription and non-prescription medicines. And so you know we had a. Had a show a couple months back, several months back, about, um, you know, the dangers that you can find in your own medicine cabinet and and how people unintentionally um, are hurting themselves um, because they just don't know how dangerous um, some of the things, some of these common things are. Self-awareness is a part of of self-care. And so, because of course, if you don't think anything is wrong, there's nothing for you to fix. That may you may not be telling the truth to yourself, right? And so, of course, we always want to be honest with ourselves, and so in order for us to be honest with others, so you have to be aware or make yourself aware, um, either by just thinking about yourself, acknowledging how you are feeling about yourself, either physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, financially. Um, and you know, just being real with yourself about about what's going on with you, and seeking that help. Um, Self monitoring, right? Because so you've addressed this problem, and hopefully, if it is a problem that your doctor or, or provider can help you with, you have made them aware. Um, but then, if you don't check in with yourself to see how everything is going, you don't know how it's going. How it's going, right? So you're taking that blood pressure medicine, but you don't check your blood pressure. Is it working? Is it not working? Who knows, right? So you have to do a little self-monitoring as well and just kind of check in with yourself from time to time. Self-management, either alone, and I say and in partnership with your care provider. Um, Because of course, you know, some medical issues require, require management. So there are things that you have to do. There are things that if you come to me, I have to do. And we have to do these things together um, in order to, to get you better, to get you to your best health, either to improve your health, restore your health, whatever whatever your goals are. So. Over the next few weeks and maybe even beyond, because I'm thinking maybe this should be a series. I don't know. Facebook family, what do you all think? Tell me what you think about this, about doing a series of shows about self-care, even going throughout the year. Because that's one of the things that um, the beginning of the year, you know, we put all of this energy into all of these things that we're going to do to make ourselves better. Um, And then February happens and we kind of forget about what we said in January and and the promises that we made to ourselves. And by March, you know, it's like, forget about it. I don't even, I said I was going to do what? Mm I didn't say that. Right. But if we continue this conversation then we can continue to to keep this energy, to keep this momentum. And so maybe by the end of 2022, when we are all sitting and having this conversation again, we can really have an honest assessment and maybe we've made some strides, right? Because we have kept up the conversation. So somebody says that they love the idea throughout the year. Done, done. It's a good thing. All I need is for one person to co-sign on it and and I'm off to the races. Right. So we will discuss all aspects of self-care. So physical self-care, social self-care, um, mental self-care, spiritual self-care, emotional self-care, and I'm going to add even financial self-care um, because, you know, we have our partnership with Northwestern Northwestern Mutual uh, with Mr. Brian Ford every month. Um, and so, you know, I, I will get with him and we will talk about financial self-care and what that looks like. So, you know, just kind of transitioning a little bit, pivoting a little bit, um, let's talk about what self-care isn't, Right because it's kind of amalgam to discuss what it is because it can be just about anything and, and, and it can be different from person to person and, and situation to situation, of course. But let's talk about what it isn't, right? So self-care is not selfish. Let me just say that. Um, and, you know, whenever I come across women in particular, who have not been taking care of themselves. And, you know, I ask them why, you know, why have you not been to the doctor or why have you not gotten your mammogram? Why have you not done X, Y, and Z? And I'm not asking them um, to chastise them in any way about this, but just because I'm genuinely curious and because I want to make the following statement. So, you know, a lot of the times women will tell me and some men too, because, you know, I don't want to leave you guys out, but, um, They will tell me, you know, I've been busy with work, I've been busy at home, you know, my kids take up so much of my time because they're in all of their activities and school and yada, 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 on and on and on, like that endless to-do list of adulting, right? And I always tell people, I was like, well, here it is. If you are not well, you can't be well for anybody else. You just can't if you are not operating at peak performance then you are giving mediocre bits of yourself everywhere you go you're just sprinkling it all around right and that's not what we want because that's not the intention right but if you're empty you know you can't pour from an empty cup just it is what it is so you know I tell people to be a little selfish but not in a negative way, right? And what I mean by that is is taking time, taking a little bit of time back for yourself so that you can restore yourself, so that you can be rested, so that you can be fed in, in whatever way you need. So that way you can continue to give and continue to serve in the ways that you serve. And you can do that at your highest level. Because again, if you are running on empty, you know you're dialing it in. You, you can't tell me that you're 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 doing your a you're bringing your a game when when you're empty. You're just not. I, I refuse to believe it. Don't even try to tell me that. So, it is not self indulgence, right? Although nothing wrong with a little pampering. Like I said, I enjoy a good mani pedi and a massage every now and again. Self care is not overindulgence and particularly when we talk about um, overindulgence on luxuries because you know and I'm guilty of this I am guilty of saying I'm good for saying I deserve I work hard I deserve X Y and Z and yeah I do however and you do too however um, you know overindulging can be just as bad as underindulging, right? So, you know, self-care, in in my opinion, is about moderation and about doing things, um, you know, stepwise, right? But it's, you know, nothing wrong with, you know, treating yourself to a little something nice every now and again. Now, self-care should not be stress-inducing. So from what I've researched so far, there are two camps of people with self care. People who, or maybe even three camps, people who don't know anything about it and they're, therefore they're not doing it. People who know something about it, um, you know, have heard about it and maybe they're doing a little bit, but they're not really doing the deep dive into all of what self care is. I used to be in that camp um, with my Manny Petties and that was it, right? I thought that that was good enough, but then still wondering why I'm tired and stressed and, you know, all of that stuff. And then there is the third group of people who um, are driving that 13 billion. They're buying all of the self-help books. They're going to all of the seminars. They're taking the deep dives. And they're stressing themselves all the way out about doing self-care. This is, you know, because, you know, they want to know, am I doing it correctly? Am I doing all the things? You know, mm -mm. no stress. That is not self-care. That is self not care. How about that? And, you know, self-care doesn't have to be a major production. Self-care can be the smallest task of, you know what? When I'm at work, every hour I'm going to, you know, every couple hours, I'm just going to step outside and let my mask down and, and breathe fresh air. And I'm going to fill my lungs up with that good fresh air and and restore myself in that few little minutes, little moments, and then come back to whatever it is that I'm doing. Small things, right? So that brings me in our our final minutes to talking about resolutions, which I, I stopped making them many, many years ago. Um, because being honest, because I like to be honest and transparent with you guys, I've never kept any of them. I make all kinds of, I am that person that makes all kinds of things, all kinds of promises to myself in January. And then by February, I'm like, I said I was going to do what now? Hmm. I don't think I said that, but I did say it right. (laughs) But anyway, so, you know, I, I, just, I just don't ever keep them. I don't keep them any longer than two or three weeks. You know, I, I kind of get into the moment and then once that moment has passed, I have moved on to other things and back to, back to my bad habits, right? But I feel like for me, setting resolutions kind of set myself up for failure because I would set such big resolutions and I wouldn't think them through to give myself really, you know, to set myself up for a win. Right. And so then that would kind of railroad my goals because I would feel bad because I have not accomplished and I haven't done what I was supposed to do. But the truth of the matter is, I didn't give myself instructions on how to accomplish these goals. And so that's why I don't do resolutions. I set goals for myself. So I give myself a word um, for the year. And I told you all last last year that my word for this year is manifest. Um, And so I am. Looking to bring forth the fruits of my labors from past years and past plans and and all of that, so setting goals. So number one, you want to give yourself a reasonable time frame, right? Because if you say, and I would say this all the time, oh, I want to lose 25 pounds by the end of the month. Well, this month only has 31 days in it, so you're gonna lose a pound a day. Number one, that's not healthy. Number two. That is really difficult to accomplish, but maybe if you said, I want to lose 25 pounds over the next 12 months, then that gives you what, a couple pounds a month? Makes it a little bit, it sounds a little bit doable and it's more reasonable and you can do it in a a healthy way, right? You next want to take the larger goals that you have and break those down into smaller action items. Because if you take, like, for example, I tell people, you don't eat a hamburger in one bite, right? You take small bites, and then eventually the hamburger is gone, right? And it's the same thing with setting goals for yourself. If you take your larger goal and break that into smaller action steps, number one, you set yourself up for a win. And we all like to win. It feels good. So when you have accomplished the smaller tasks, Working towards your bigger, larger goal, you actually may even get there or you may make significant progress towards getting there, which is what we want. Right. And then also think about how you will celebrate your win. Right. And plan that out. So if you say I am going to save, I want to take a vacation and I'm going to save X, Y, Z dollars. Think, you know, start planning that vacation. Think about what you're going to wear, where you're going to stay, because that will also give you motivation to keep moving with those small steps. So for me, I live and die by my planner. Like I, I make one for myself every year. I usually bought them, but then I started customizing them to fit what my life is and what my life needs. Um, And so, you know, I have designed it, but I haven't put it together yet. And here we are six days in. And so I've been flying by the seat of my pants and just really, really anxious about it. So when I get home today, I'm going to put my planner together and I will show you all um, what I've done. But I have a few pages that I will post on our Facebook page that if you want to put together a planner of your own, um, or even if you just want to write down some goals for yourself for the year, that's my gift to you. These pages you will have. Alrighty, in our last that's all that I have for today. but again, next week we will talk a little bit more and a little bit more in depth um, about self-care and things that we can do and strategies. Um, but I hope that this first strategy about goal setting has been helpful um, in building our new our new um, new year new you, right? Because that can apply to anything. Um, you know, I want a new job, I want to lose weight, I want to exercise. If you break those larger goals into smaller goals and then accomplish those smaller goals, eventually you will make to the larger one. So our vitamin C for today, our first one for the year, is about beginnings. Seneca, a great philosopher, says every new beginning comes from some other beginning's end i'll let y'all think about that for a minute because i had to read that a couple times because it seems a little convoluted but it's not it's real um every year we look forward to the to beginning again in one way or another and some of us race to this change and some of us look upon change and new beginnings with dread but here are some tips from me to you about beginning again number one let the past go it's happened you can't change it but you can learn from it number two give yourself grace you may not make all of those all of those goals you may not accomplish them all and that's okay give yourself grace and mercy right and give other people grace and mercy because none of us is perfect and we're all trying embrace a new perspective Sometimes when you reach a challenge, if you look at it from a problem solving standpoint, if you flip that around a little bit and look at it from a different angle, maybe you come to a a different solution or the solution, right? You can only control what you can control. And if this pandemic has taught us nothing, it has taught us this, right? Keep moving forward, taking small steps. Because giant steps will get you there, but you'll be really, really tired when you get to the end. I'm just being silly. Um, But do take small steps in, in accomplishing your larger goals. And even while you're taking those steps and looking ahead, and it's okay to look ahead, you want to live fully in this moment, right? Because sometimes we get so caught up in our goal setting and so caught up in the goal or the destination that we forget the journey that we're not paying attention to the journey and the journey can be just as beautiful and just as enjoyable as that final destination but again it is okay to look ahead because as I said when we look to the future it gives us a sense of hope and optimism and those are definitely good things to have particularly in these days right we all need a little positive, a little positive, and, and I hope that I am a small part of that positive for you. Once again, thank you so much for joining us in 2022. Thank you so much for listening to our show. I hope to see you and hear you, or have you hear me, um, again in, in next week. And so, until we meet again, be good to yourselves, be good to each other, and take care. Thanks for listening. This is Dr. Carissa. Thanks for joining me this week on Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. Join me next week for more comfortable yet in-depth conversation. Have a great week.